Welcome to the sermon podcast series brought to you by Nokomis United Church and Knox United Church in Lanigan. On November 28th, we celebrated the reign of Christ, also known as Christ the King Sunday. The sermon was delivered by Janice Edwards, a licensed lay worship leader living in Nokomis. Grace and peace be with you. This Sunday is Christ the King Sunday. It's the end of the church year. Sunrise, sunset, winter, spring, summer, fall. The cycle of seasons, the cycle of the sun guides us in life. And so too the cycle of the Christian year offers us wisdom and guidance, following the path of Jesus' life, the wisdom of the ages. There's Advent, four weeks to prepare, anticipate, and wonder with hope and with love. And then comes Christmas, 12 days to celebrate the birth of Jesus, God with us. Followed by Epiphany, that's several weeks for new insights and new ways of seeing. Then we have the 40 days of Lent, not counting Sundays, to reflect upon our lives as followers of the way and to make course corrections as needed. Easter, another 40 days to celebrate Jesus' resurrection and for watching for and welcoming new life in our midst. Pentecost, one day to welcome the energy of Spirit's dance into our lives. The season of Pentecost, what we call ordinary time for learning and for living as followers of the way. The season of creation, five weeks to reflect on our relationship with God's creation. And reign of Christ, the final day of the church year. The cycle is complete. The new Christian year begins tomorrow and we continue to worship God, the wisdom, the power, and the guidance in our lives. This morning we heard John's Gospel story of Jesus appearing before Pilate, and we heard that Pilate says to Jesus, Are you the King of the Jews? And then we also hear another question, What is truth? Now Jesus had affirmed that his kingdom was not the kingdom that the ordinary people the people of that time were used to. His kingdom was not a kingdom of empires. His kingdom was the rule of love that fills hearts and minds and inevitably alters how things are seen and done. But this message, of course, made no sense to Pilate. It made no sense to the Jewish leaders, and it made no sense to most of the people of that time. The Jewish leaders were determined to have Jesus killed. And Pilate shrugged his shoulders and said, Well, whatever you want, let's ask. The crowd chose Barabbas, a thief, a violent man, a man who changed things using violence. They chose violence over love. Jesus was a man who wanted to change things with love, 
And people today continue to ask those questions. Who is Jesus? What is the truth that Jesus speaks? What is the way of Jesus that we should follow? And people today continue to choose that way of violence to make change over the way of love to make change. As followers of Jesus, I think that the key word here is choose. Each one of us has the power to choose Jesus and the way that Jesus embodies. Each one of us can make that choice at any point in our lives. We can also choose to say, we don't want to do that. It's too demanding. It's too hard to love like Jesus loves. It's too hard. It takes too long for the way of love to change things. When we attend church during our worship services, the stories that we hear from the Bible, the reflections on the stories that we hear from our worship leaders, the hymns we sing, the prayers we say, and even the times of silence when God can enter into our hearts, they all remind us that we have made a choice. We have made a choice to live as followers of God's way. And the cycle of the church year continues to remind us of that because we do need to be reminded. So why do we want to make this choice? Well, when I was researching or looking at ideas and things for this service, I found an article in an edition of Gathering Magazine that was written by Susan Lukey, the current editor then. And it spoke to me as to why I would make this choice to follow Jesus. We need an alpha in our lives, a higher power. It's how we function best as human beings. When we know that there is something or someone greater than ourselves, we have two essentials for our lives. We have meaning and purpose, and we have a place to rest, to rest from worry, to rest from fear, to rest from that feeling that we have to be the one in charge. I name the greater power in my life as God. Others may name the power as Allah, Divine Mystery, Krishna, Jehovah, Heavenly Father, the Eightfold Path of Buddhism, or the Dharma of Hinduism. And some may find their higher power in nature, or in the whole community. I give my heart to God, my greater power, and then discover that God already loves me, already knows me. I watch and I see God's energy at work around me. I see God ahead of me, working and loving in the difficult situations into which I walk. I see God's gentle wisdom providing encouraging 
and sometimes prodding me along. And then I can rest, because I have someone to rely on, someone who knows me better than I know myself. I have meaning and purpose for my life, knowing that even as one speck of a human being among the billions living today, I make a difference, and I have significance because I am connected to a force greater than I. I can be my true self when I rest and serve within the grace of God, rather than getting lost in all the other things that demand to be Alpha, the higher power in my life. This Alpha-dependent relationship is how things are meant to be in relationship, not just in nature, think like of a wolf pack, but also in our human relationships. We're meant to be the Alpha for our children, to know them, to love them, to care for them, with no thought of return on investment of time and energy. We're meant to give them a safe place to rest, to be loved and to become themselves. It's about being a compassionate and grace-filled Alpha, not a domineering, demanding and bossy Alpha. And the Church, like a family, provides a place where you and I can worship, work and rest within the knowledge of God's love and grace. The words of Revelation 1, verse 8 ring clear. I am the Alpha and the Omega. God is not only the Alpha for us, but also the Omega, the beginning and the end. All that you and I are, all of life is contained within God. There is nothing outside God's realm. Our sufferings and our sorrows, our joys and our celebrations, our dreams and our disappointments, our triumphs and our disasters, all are gently held within God, the Alpha and the Omega. So in God, the one who is both the beginning and the end, we can let go and rest from our worries. Understanding our vulnerability and our insignificance in the whole scheme of things, we can find meaning and purpose for our lives because we are held within the Alpha and Omega of all. We need an Alpha. That's our God. We don't need Ancestry.com to trace our beginnings. We begin with God, we live with God, and we end with God. And may the God within us and around us, above us and below us, bless us and keep us today and all our days. Amen.